Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and we are brought to you today by Tervis, you know, our good friends over at Tervis. Look, do you guys know that they added stainless to their well-established line about two years ago uh, with the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art uh, custom 360-degree UV printing? They're available in four different sizes. They've got a 12-ounce, a 20-ounce, a 30-ounce, and now they've even got a 24-ounce water bottle. Uh, and also a 24, 30, and 40 ounce uh, wide mouth bottles, you know, great for slipping ice cubes in. Um, even though these things are, you know, they're going to keep, if you put cold water in there, it's going to stay cold even without the ice cubes. But, you know, now with the wide mouth bottles, you can put the ice cubes in there and it'll last for easily 24 hours. Uh, five year warranty, 18 8 copper lines, vacuum insulated. They'll keep your drinks hot for up to eight hours and keep them cold for 24 hours. It's guaranteed, boys and girls. Uh, check them out at servicepromos.com. You will not be sorry that you did. Uh, why don't we say hello to our good friend, Meg Erber with SNS Activewear. How the hell are you doing today, Meg? I'm doing good. I'm just uh, having these last minute internet problems like usual, you know? Yeah, you know, nothing like uh, <laughs> nothing like diving into the Zoom call at 11, 11.59.47 seconds. Stresses me out, man. At least we're working on Facebook. At least we're on Facebook this time. At least we're yeah that going for us. Well, your hype <laughs> video was late this week too, but we won't get into that. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Stephen. Uh, How are you? I think that might have something to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm doing all right. I'm I, yeah. I'm uh, on on. We got my second vaccination yesterday, so I'm just a little bit dragging. But other than that, I'm. Uh, you actually look really good for somebody that just had the second shot, from what I'm told. I'm uh, faking it. Faking <laughs> it until you make it. That's that's what uh, that's what the the word on the street is. So, uh, and look, we're joined today by a very special guest, Andy Cohen with ASI, and uh, we're going to talk today about maybe coming back into some in person events. What do y'all think? Can I I get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Well, first of all, Andy, it is a it is a customary thing here on the Industry Insider to allow our special guests each week a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself and tell the world who Andy Cohen is. All things Andy Cohen, how you got started or wrapped up in the promotional products industry uh, and what you've been up to since. Sure. I don't even know that I need three to four minutes, but I'll give you what I got. Um, so <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me here, guys. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Um, and thankfully, I have not had the same internet problems that Meg has had this morning. So uh, success, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, every morning. Okay. Success, success for me so far. And my second vaccine shot was about two weeks ago. So, uh, so I feel your pain, Stephen. Um, but, uh, so I am Andy Cohen, uh, senior vice president of ASI. Um, and, uh, when did I get started in this industry? When I came to ASI about 16 years ago, I got started in this industry. I was, uh, initially editor of counselor magazine. So my background is in the journalism and niche publishing world. Um, and so I came to ASI then as editor of counselor, um, more recently have uh, expanded my role into many other things, uh, inclusive of the operations and attendee marketing of ASI show. So um, 
so we have uh, ASI Show under my group as well. Uh, also ASI Creative Labs and ASI Media. Uh, so pretty much anything we create comes through through our group, uh, and anything we put out there is uh, is put out by the the incredible people that work uh, on our team. Um, uh, so that's pretty much how I got into this industry. My sort of personal background. I live in Tuckahoe, New York. So Tuckahoe, interesting name, right? Um, Tuckahoe, New Jersey. We do. It's a little we small do? town. You do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. On your way to like to the shore. Like if you're going to CIL or Ocean City, like right there on 49, it's like Tuckahoe. You, oh, you'll nice. miss it. You blink, miss it. Go so ahead. our Tuckahoe is just north of New York City <laughs> by, by about, about 30 minutes north of New York City um, and uh, live here with, uh, with my wife and son. Um, and my son is a junior in high school, so he's looking at colleges. And that is a full-time job, people. Anybody who's doing that, full-time job. So, <laughs> so we're just venturing into that world. Um, so uh, that's a buzz, you know, some background on me, but um, happy to answer any other questions for sure, or just jump <laughs> well, right into it. You mentioned the publication. And so uh, I remember just seeing something uh, about a partnership that you guys did with uh, some of the international promotional products associations uh, and anything that you can, and I apologize for not knowing, I think one was in was it the UK or Europe. I'm not yeah. Sure. So sourcing city and PSI over in, uh, in uh, uh, Germany and the U and the UK. Um, so we've had a partnership with them for, for years now. So we just kind of expanded that. Um, but uh, ASI tries to serve a global marketplace um you know most of our business and most of our members are uh, north america um you know us and canada um but we do have some uh some members uh on the other side of the pond so that's just a, a really a, just a way for us to uh to uh, join with organizations over there um <laughs> to uh share some content to uh you know agree to go to each other's shows um so uh, it, it, that's pretty much what that is. All right. So I have a question for you. It's an interesting yeah. topic because I think we're all talking about this and, and Stephen just brought it up, but he just got his second shot. Mm -hmm. Are you guys, I, I know we hear things about there's certain universities now that are requiring the students to have a vaccination before coming back. And I think that's a very bold move to make. Um, again, to each his own. Um, but for the, like, so let's say, would ASI be doing ever do something like that? And A, there's a second part to that question is if, if not, let's say they had, they got tested for the antibodies and they had their antibodies badge or card or sticker, like, would that be the wow. same? Or I'm like, this is just a conversation. I don't know. Getting, I know. I we're know. getting in the like, weeds here, huh? We are um, right into it. Yeah. So no, we're not, I mean, and I assume you're talking about events, not ASI corporate, like not right. our, our own company. Um, so we're not going to uh, be like the colleges. Um, we're not going to mandate that that people have a vaccine to get into our shows or events or anything like that. I, I just don't. I, I think that that's a little hard to do. I understand why schools are doing it. Um, totally get it. Uh, but I think from a business perspective, I think that that's a, a little bit hard to do. So we're We've talked about it endlessly, but we're not going to be we're not going to be doing that um, at our show in Chicago. We're going to have plenty of safety protocols that, you know, make people feel comfortable being there, uh, you know, taking temperatures and social distancing and masks being mandated, uh, you know, throughout the convention center. Um, but we're not going to we're not going to be asking whether people are vaccinated or mandating in any way that they are vaccinated. Um, no, like <laughs> vaccination fast pass line. <laughs> 
you know what? I like the fast pass idea. That's a great, that is a great idea, but, um, but no, we're not, we're not even going to ask the question. We had a, we actually had a meeting yesterday and I brought up the idea. Should we even ask the question to just get some Intel, uh, you know, and some information moving forward and we stopped short on that. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say we won't ever ask the question, but as of today, we're not asking the question. I mean, it's a question to have. And I feel like the people that are vaccinated are super proud and, and I, that's totally fine. But I'm like, but I just got my, so I went and um, got tested for the antibodies because I was like, I swore that I had it, but didn't know, you know, and it came back and I do, which is crazy. So it's like, but uh, you know, I can just show my little badge for that pa- fast pass line that, and push Steven out of it and be like, get out of the way. I don't I got know. my antibodies. I don't, I don't know if the antibodies count. <laughs> I actually have no idea. That's the problem. That's the problem, though, is that we all have, you know, have to become like armchair epidemiologists. It's annoying. I know. It's, it's really hard to, you know, to get in that world where you're, you're sort of making decisions based on, I don't know, what you read or, or right? what the last person told you or what you saw on TV. Uh, that's a, that's a tough place to be. So it's a, it's a unique, it's definitely a unique time to be, to be putting on events. So Meg, since we're already in the weeds, why don't I ask you a quick question to continue down that, uh, that, that rabbit hole. All right. On a scale of one to Arnold Schwarzenegger, how pumped do you feel having the antibodies? Oh, I am like Arnold Schwarzenegger pumped. Like, oh, yes. I like literally I'm going to make a badge or a sticker and be like, you got the antibodies. Yeah, did you Arnold, think, did you, did you know a time when you thought you thought you had it? So yes. Well, this was back when you only, like, if you had COVID, you were only like dying in the hospital, couldn't breathe. Like I'm serious. So with last March, I talk about this a lot. They're cringing because they're afraid I'm going to say something. <laughs> when we came back, we, um, we were up in Boston, like the epicenter, you know, when it first hit and we had a volleyball tournament, um, for my daughter and there had to have been at least 30,000 people there. Like it was the Boston convention center. It was packed. I mean, I've never seen more people in a you know, square foot, whatever. I mean, I had my neti pot, but there were no masks. They had hand sanitizer um, stations at every door, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I had a sore throat within like two days and I had that sore throat for a month and it was so bad. It felt like I was actually swallowing glass. Wow. And I went to the doctors twice. They had me on two different antibiotics. And I remember having a migraine so bad one day that I was throwing up. And now like looking back, those are all symptoms. But back in March of last year, that was not a symptom. Hmm. I mean, so I was like, man, I feel like I had it. And since then I've been exposed so many times, like every single person I feel like I know in my little area had it come Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I mean, we were at a dinner party and we were the only people who didn't get it. So it's like, I must've had it. And then I just went and got tested. I like, I need to know. And now I just wish I had known earlier. I think I would have lived my life a little bit differently. Just maybe not so scared. I don't think I would have done anything differently, but like maybe not so scared. Sure. That's all. That's all. Is that the rabbit hole question you were looking for? Uh, yeah. I mean, now I've got follow-up questions, but I don't think we should be, <laughs> I don't think we need to keep going that way. Uh, we all have follow-up questions. <laughs> Andy, let's just erase the last four minutes and go back to the segue about talking. Can we get an edit button on this? Thing? No, not today. <laughs> unfortunately, that live button at the top of the screen doesn't allow us to rewind. So it's yeah, screaming at us, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah. So look, why don't, why don't we go back? Cause you had mentioned, you know, the, the ASI show uh, yep. in Chicago. So you guys actually have, uh, a couple in-person events coming up. You've got uh, the uh, FASI 500 coming up in June, right? June 7th through the 10th. Um, so that's just literally right around the corner. Less yep, than a month. That's in Austin. 
Yep. And then, uh, of course, ASI Chicago, uh, July 13th through the 15th. So uh, why don't you maybe talk us through the, uh, you know, the planning phases of that, obviously, coming out of the, coming out of the pandemic, uh, or at least on, on the tail end of it, and, you know, what that's like to really put together a live in-person event again. And first of all, kudos to you guys for being the first to do so. Uh, I know, you know, there are a lot of people excited about, you know, getting back at least to somewhat normal. You did mention there's going to be protocols in place and things like that to, Mm -hmm. you know, to maintain safety. But look, regional shows are doing shows. You know, the regional associations in our industry are doing shows. They have been for months. So, um, you know, I'm sure the ASI Chicago is going to be very similar to those uh, live in-person events, but, you know, just on a much larger scale. So why don't you take us through some of that planning phase or some of the planning process for that? Sure. It's, um, it's interesting to be planning events in this time. <laughs> that is that is for sure. Uh, so uh, as you mentioned, Jeff, we do have, we, have, we actually have two FASI 500 events in June, even before our Chicago event. So one's in Austin and one's in Denver. Um, uh, Austin is first and then Denver is uh, later in the month of June. Um, and then we go to, to Chicago in uh, July, July 13th to 15th. So um, the planning for those, uh, I, I would say it's a roller coaster um, because things change literally every day. Uh, so for example, Chicago, I was just on a call earlier today um, where our operations manager was talking to them about, uh, you know, a, a safety protocol plan um, that they have to approve. Well, that changes hourly, practically, um, based on the percent of people in Chicago who are vaccinated, the percent of uh, the percent of uh, the positive percent of COVID uh, tests in the area. Um, so, uh, you know, so things definitely change, and trying to put on events in that changing time frame is really unique um but uh but we've jumped in with two feet and we're 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 trying to do everything as uh as safe as it can be just to try to make people as comfortable as they can possibly be like meg you were saying you know it's people have different outlooks and that's totally true there's what's safe to one person is completely unsafe to another um so uh, so we are trying to make things as safe as possible at our events. Um, masks will be will be mandatory at the events. Um, there'll be hand sanitizer up probably in more places than, pe- than people even want it. Um, and uh, you know, we'll be encouraging social distancing and ensuring that uh, that people are doing the things that are that are necessary um, to to provide a safe environment. But uh, Jeff, to your question on planning for it, it changes by the by the moment. Um, so it's. It's incumbent upon us to to stay up on uh, uh, you know local initiatives that are happening in the places that we're in, um, but also uh, understanding that people are flying to our events and coming from everywhere. Uh, so that's that's difficult. I mean, we have a we have you know our first in-person event is in Austin, and we have uh, you know a, a nice amount of suppliers and distributors that are that are joining us there, <laughs> and uh, you know the rules in Texas are kind of different than say where I am in the Northeast, <laughs> you know? So, so we talk to our, you know, our contacts there and it's like, yeah, well, you don't need to have masks or you do in some places and you don't in others. And I'm like, well, okay, well, our people are coming from everywhere. So we need to accommodate everybody. Um, but that makes it hard. That makes it really hard when you're trying, you know, and there's 50 different States that are coming up with 50 different plans, but we could have people coming from any of them. Um, 
that makes it difficult to to accommodate. Um, so we're we're erring on the side of being uh, being as safe as possible as, as we put these events together. Hey Andy, sure. um, when when you guys are planning these events, are they is it is it the convention centers and the and the places that you're booked at that kind of come up with these rules, or is it actually because of the size do you have to get into um, more of the planning with even like the state and local governments and things like that? So it depends on the size. Uh, the the Fasi 500 events that we're doing in June in Austin and Denver, um, for those we really just need to coordinate with the properties. So those two are at uh, embassy suites in those respective cities, and um, and so we have to just coordinate with them on what their rules are. Uh, and I was joking about Texas, but while Texas does have many open rules, I would say the embassy suites there does not, um, you know, so they are, they have masks throughout the building and ensure that, that, that there's a safe environment. So we didn't have to totally do it on our own, which is actually somewhat helpful um, because like I said, we're not all experts, but you know, we need, we need some guidance. Um, so for those smaller events, uh, it's the, it's the local property. When you talk about Chicago, uh, it gets into McCormick Place, which then has to report to the city, which has to report to the state. Um, so you do get into local government issues. Um, you know, we were on calls with with their uh, with their sort of local government almost all the time, and a lot of it is based on what their protocols are throughout the city. Um, and Chicago and Illinois, unlike Tech Austin and Texas are very different um so uh so the the safety protocols throughout uh illinois and chicago are pretty tight um and they're just starting to open things up now which is great for us because we'll i think come to a pretty open city when we're there in july um but getting to that point it has been tricky so yeah Stephen, to 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 address that for chicago specifically it's it's some it's definitely some governmental organizations through the convention center yeah, I mean, last year you guys had it on the schedule till pretty late. I know I was talking to Michelle Bell and she was like, we can't cancel it until they cancel it for us. I know it was like insane. And it was, everyone was like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And I know everyone wanted that industry big trade show last year, but it was probably better um, that it was canceled. Um, and then, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was almost forced upon us when it happened. Yeah. Like our hope all the way was that we could do it. And we had moved it from the summer to closer into the fall. Um, but once it became obvious as we got into that sort of summer time frame that it really couldn't happen, then it became a little clear, but, um, but it was sort of dragged out on us a little bit. Um, you know, it's the, the city of Chicago was always hopeful that, that there could be events. Uh, so they kept things on the calendar and um, that put us in a bit of a bind. Uh, but our hope too was that we could have the event. Uh, we would, if we can have an event, we're going to have an event. That's, that's why we're doing Chicago in July now. Uh, you know, it's, it's early and we're happy to, to be the first to have a, a big event in the industry for, you know, coming on 18 months or the better part. Yeah. Of it. Um, so if we can have one, we're going to, uh, so we wanted to then too, but it, it just clearly wasn't, wasn't going to be practical in any way. And, you know, once, once, COVID cases started to take off, it was, it was clear that that was not going to happen. Yeah. So is there panic involved with the, the possibility, like the, what if, like, what if is, what if it, there is a big outbreak or something from an in-person event in the industry? 
is there Does that play a role is there and, pa- is there panic now or was there back then back uh, when, when when you're planning and now like what's you know uh i don't have i don't have panic about that now um i you know i think if we were talking um a year ago or let's say even eight to ten months ago <clears throat> i would say yeah that that's that's definitely a concern um now my feeling now is you know most people are either vaccinated or feel pretty good about traveling um and going to an event uh so you know what i'm not sure what's happening there's like there's like there's sort of hand motions and i was sort making of the voice motions anybody badge uh Ah, okay. We have a lot of banter that goes on. Yeah. Uh, it was banter, but it was like it was like that, you know, nonverbal communication that I just couldn't quite pick up on. Well, we're actually exchanging text messages behind your back, Andy. So oh, I figured that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm kidding. used to being talked about while I'm. It's totally fine. Yeah, we have a lot of people blown up on the um on the promo corner uh page about this um melissa was like are you guys coming you know and a bunch of people are saying yes no um j jgr said she would love to meet up but she has a feeling that we'll be busy or maybe that was for brandon so yeah but i'm excited i mean a lot of people are going to be there and i i, I look there's ex- there's a lot of excitement as soon as we sort of uh, we've had it on the calendar forever we never it was never off of our calendar as far as this July is concerned. Um, but it was just recently that we really got a, a sort of pure go ahead from Chicago and where we could open up, you know, registration and housing and get all those things really going. And so um, once we did that, we've, we've seen some, some real excitement in the industry. I, it, look, you guys know we're a face-to-face industry. We, we have to get back to events. Um, so uh, that, so I that's, think that's what a- we're trying to do. I think that's a really good opportunity to ask you about a hybrid situation because we've been talking about this hybrid uh, lifestyle that we're living in now. I mean, we were literally just talking about it before we came onto the show about, you know, there's a lot of folks don't even want to go back on the road or want to go back in the office or whatever it may be. You know, are you guys planning on, you know, administering or doing any type of hybrid uh, situation that goes in conjunction with your in-person events over the next year or two or however long, or is it just strictly the in-person thing? Yeah, so we'll, I would bet that we will do something hybrid uh, within the next year. Um, we're, we don't have it exactly planned yet, but I think that there will be things in conjunction that are happening at the exact same time uh, or within the same time frame uh, that are connected both in person and hybrid. Uh, right now, we still have virtual events on our calendar. Um, so we have a, a, another ASI Show Digital Expo coming up in late August. Uh, that's 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 just a pure virtual event. Um, but uh, but we're, I think that there's still a I think there's there's still going to be a market for virtual. Um, it's oh, yeah. clearly different, and you'll have plenty of people that are sick of seeing themselves on the video screen, like we all probably are right now. Um, but uh, but I think that there's a an appetite for distributors to get easy access to to exhibiting suppliers and get information that they need to to help sell products so i think that there's an appetite for that uh we are looking at at doing some some hybrid events as well to to you know maybe 
education to an event is more hybrid than in person. Maybe there's aspects of of a show that are that are more hybrid than in person, but also in conjunction with that in person as uh, element that you know I think is necessary too. All right, and I know that we're still you know really early on because you guys basically just announced that we are for sure a green light for Chicago and some of these in person events. I mean, what how how do you guys expect uh, you know registration or attendance to to be for these shows? I mean, is it something that uh, that suppliers will will find you know really good value in? And also with the pandemic, I mean, and sorry, it's a two stage question, but. Uh, when you're doing the contract, are you able to use the pandemic to negotiate the prices with a place like McCormick or are they just, it's, it's either this or it's no, you know, we're pretty to address that first because it's easy. We're, we're pretty locked in, um, yep. you know, especially convention center contracts, they happen pretty far in advance. So uh, if I'm working on a contract now for say 24, um, then oh, well. I could potentially, we could put, we could put extra additional clauses in the terms and conditions to try to, you know, get us, get us out if there was a, a another pandemic, but gotcha. um, for this one to negotiate prices, it's the ship sailed probably years ago, frankly. <laughs> uh, so, so if we all could have foreseen that this past year was going to be this way, then maybe Jeff, we could have done that. I, mean, I blame you. <laughs> I blame you for not having the foresight to see this coming. You know uh, what? I think if I had the foresight to see this coming, I'd be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So right. address, let's let's address the registration question. Yeah, to I'll go back. Yeah, yeah. Question. Um, so uh, we're, we're we as I've said, we've seen some really good excitement. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that we're probably gonna run around sixty to seventy percent of our normal pre-reg for uh, for a Chicago show. Um, so there may be five thousand or so registered for a, a, a Chicago show. Um, pre-pandemic. So I would think we're probably in the 60 to 70% area of that. That's a guess right now, uh, you know, because uh, we really have just opened. Um, but the first few weeks have been good um, to to get people to be signed up to, to come to the show. Uh, we'll see how that sticks when we get to the show. But there's there's some really good excitement um, from the distributor side, and we're talking to them every day. Uh, and every day, you know, some some new big distributors are 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 signing up to to ensure that they're bringing a bunch of their people to the show. So, um, so there there's excitement there. Um, if we were four weeks from now, I'd better be able to answer that question. We're still yeah, a little sure. early stage uh, as far as as far as numbers and and registration is concerned. But there's there's some uh, there's some good activity for sure. Well, I think with, you know, vaccines just now really becoming readily available to the masses, I, you know, I think you're going to see a spike in that as well as you get closer to the event, for sure. You'll probably see, in my opinion, a lot more uh, like higher, higher intake when it comes to registration, like much closer to the event, I would mm -hmm. imagine. That's and look, that's that's one reason why we're we've kicked around asking the question, you know, to go back to what we were talking about originally, you know, about vaccine or have you been vaccinated or have you have you not um, almost just to, to sort of plan it out like we don't. This is a, a total anomaly trying to plan registration for this event is uh, is, you know, has never been done before in this kind of environment um, we're expecting that it, like you said jeff as as we get closer that there will be a, a an extreme uptick in in our registrations um but it is 
it is hard to plan for uh, because it's a, a completely unique uh, time to be doing that. Um, but we're seeing every week we see, you know, we see hundreds of people that are signing up. So there's, yeah. there is activity and, uh, and my expectation is that there's even more as we get closer. I think the month of oh, yeah. June will be, will be interesting for that. We also track locations uh, and, you know, Chicago tends to be a, a relatively local Midwest show, but it does have, uh, it does have some fly-ins. Um, you know, we just noticed recently that, that we had a huge uptick on registrations from Florida. Uh, you know, so uh, maybe that says a lot about Florida, uh, but, <laughs> but, but whatever it says, they're coming, they're, they're making decisions now to your point, Jeff, about, you know, okay, I feel good about traveling, um, you know, and I, I look, my travel's about to pick up. I haven't gotten on a plane since February of 2020. And all of a sudden I'm going to be, uh, you know, I have a <clears> wedding <throat> in Chicago followed by a trip to Austin and then back to Chicago. It's like, uh, it, it, suddenly you just ramp up like you like it's like before so yeah it'll be interesting to see how how people yeah we, we actually had uh we had flights booked for puerto vallarta uh here towards the end of the month for a wedding and the only reason we ended up canceling it was because it's international and so yeah. you know the rules are different like you know if, if if you end up getting it while you're there and you test positive for your your test to come back into the country you know, they won't let you get on the plane or come back into the country. So there's different circumstances, internet or uh, just within, within the country. I would, I would definitely jump on a plane. I got no problem with it. Yeah. So, you yeah. guys have any other questions? Well, yeah, I have a question for you, Andy. What, um, what events or what are you looking forward to the most about um, the ASI show in Chicago? What is like the thing that we should all be like, ah, oh, I will have FOMO if I don't go to that or, you know, that type of thing. I, you know, I think it's the overall, uh, it, it, like the, the idea of people getting back together is it's just exciting uh, you know I, it, it's been so damn long <laughs> i know. You know it's just yeah. so long since people have had the opportunity to uh, to just be in person basically uh, and so uh, you know, look we have we have uh, education day we have receptions uh, we have a keynote from terry bradshaw all of that i think is is going to be really good and uh, and i think people will enjoy them but it's that it's that activity on the trade show floor. It, it's you know it's distributors that that get to see products in in person and touch and feel them and talk to suppliers to get ideas on how they could sell those products. Like that that is what's been missing in this market, and clearly we need to get back to. So to me, it's that overall connecting uh, and networking ability that um, you know I think we're all probably just a little tired of doing on Zoom. Sure. Stephen, Meg, any other? The only other thing I was going to say is, you know, I'm looking, I would encourage people to go check out the website to see um, th there's a pretty packed education schedule as well. So I, I think that they've, it looks like you guys have done an awesome job at go ahead and making, I mean, it looks normal, right? I mean, which yeah. I think is what people have been missing. And um, so I, I'm excited. I think that a lot of people will be excited and um, yeah, just go check out what's, what's, uh, what's been, put on the website so people can see what, what they have to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot of information at ASIshow.com, um, both on safety, as we talked a lot, a lot about today, but, um, but also the agenda and, you know, what to expect when you, when you get to Chicago. So it's, uh, it's exciting. We're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, the, as we said, the plans will change every day, um, but as they do, we'll, we'll communicate them. <laughs> Very cool.
All right. So do we want to launch into rapid fire then? Sure. Let's go. I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pass? <laughs> <laughs> only if it has to do with like dancing or something. It's only passes people go, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, what's your question? All right. Um, if someone was going to play you in a movie about your life, who would it be? Wow. Um, <laughs> huh. I think Gerard would, Butler. Gerard Butler? Let's do that. He's fine. <laughs> Meg, what were you going to say? I don't know. I you said that saying, Gerard. You something about Jeff. You, you were... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you. I was going to say you could be um, Vin Diesel and um, Stephen could be Minnie Mae. <laughs> well, I was going to go that route because you've already kind of made me Vin Diesel. So. Um, <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know. I'd go with like a, a chunky Ben Affleck. You have to. You have to put on some weight to to play me. You know. Okay. How about you, Andy? I don't know that I have a lookalike per se. Um, and he's not an actor, but he has my name. So the Bravo Andy Cohen. Um, um, there you I, go. I, I get not that I get mistaken for, but when people see my name, they think that they're gonna have him come in. So I went to a restaurant recently to pick up food, and uh, the person at the at the front i said i'm picking up an order for andy cohen and she got, she immediately her face just dropped and she said oh i thought you were gonna be the guy and i was like i am the freaking guy just not that guy so i guess he would have to play me that'd be awesome fair enough fair enough what about you meg meg um i always like i don't always think about that but i am just now uh <laughs> um gosh I mean if we went with the refacing thing I would say Sandra Bullock because I used to always get that but um I don't know if she's like I feel like Wanda Sykes would play a good Meg Herber <laughs> that's a good option <laughs> I went the other direction just oh my god yeah all right fair enough Stephen <laughs> what is your uh, rapid fire question favorite fast food place hmm. favorite fast food place um I'll go Wendy's. Chick-fil-A, easy. Did you hear that they're like, is there like a shortage on Chick-fil-A sauce? We don't really have, like don't really have Chick-fil-A here in New York. So Chick-fil-A is like not a thing. Um, That's because you haven't, uh, you haven't, you know, had the, the foreshadowing of the pandemic in order to be doing something different. You, and so when you were doing something different, you should have brought in the franchise of the Chick-fil-A into New York. I mean, do, do you have any I've idea that. things that wrap around these buildings? <laughs> the the drive-through lines literally go around the buildings yeah. like two or three times, and you can't drive past a Chick-fil-A without seeing that. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's longer: the gas lines or the Chick-fil-A lines. I was just going to say the gas Chick lines. Chick-fil-A is <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, we don't have it. I, I, I've, I've had a Chick-fil-A sandwich like once in my life. I think. That's Andy, do yourself a favor. Sounds. Get down south and uh, get yourself some Chick-fil-A. We do have it near our office, so I get there every once in a while, although not recently. <laughs> Jeff, what's yours? Uh, huh? What's I yours? Just said, I just no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're rapid fire. Oh, oh you well, Meg, Meg hasn't answered the question. <laughs> I thought you did. No. What was yours? 
I did. Um, I did. So um, it's, a, it, um, it's a local like fast food joint and it's called Jim's Lunch and it's only open from uh, Columbus Day to Memorial Day and they have like a secret sauce and it's in Millville so it's like a hometown little fast food joint but um, they have the best hamburgers on the face of this earth special wait, sauce. Is that fast food? Like I think chain fast food. It's fine. Huh? Okay. So then chain um, Chick-fil-A. I guess. <laughs> can't answer that. That was Jeff's answer. <laughs> Colum oh, Columbus to Memorial Day. What do they do in the summer? Is this like a, a vacation? A, because they are really? so like they just probably make so much money that they're like, I'm I'm not gonna work this summer. Wow. <laughs> they don't. Wow. But Pretty it's cool. like it's like legendary, like historic. Like they like signs in there from like people that are overseas, and they're like, I can't wait to come home and have like a Jim's lunch burger, like yeah, stuff like that. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. look, uh, in the spirit of the weather getting nicer and it becoming grill season, what is your favorite kind of grill? Are you a, a uh, propane guy, girl? Are you charcoal? Are you pellet? You know, is there a particular type? Are you like a new egg or a, like wood, or not a new egg, a green egg? <laughs> a green or, egg? Yeah, that or one. Or new egg. Komodo, whatever. What's, uh, let, let's hear it. I have a pit barrel smoker. We haven't used our grill in like three years. We put everything on that pit barrel smoker and it's amazing. Highly recommend. And it was really cool. They were like, oh, if you're a, a military person, let us know. We'll put like a veteran little thing on it. So my pit barrel smoker has like a Navy veteran emblem on it, which is really cool. So. Wow. And is that powered by pellet or? or oh, wood? charcoal uh, and charcoal and VJ. Charcoal and VJ. All right. Yeah. VJ is the key there. Oh. Steven? Uh, I have a pellet smoker. That's probably my preferred method. Um, it's currently broken, but um, you know, I know it's a shame. I got to get it fixed oh. up like, like, like yesterday. Like, yeah. 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 It's time. <laughs> it's time. Andy, how about you? So I'm a simple guy. So uh, my only grill is a, is a Weber propane grill. Right. Um, but Boy, does it serve its year-round purpose around here? Um, hey man, so. let, let, let me give you let me give you uh, just a quick uh, a quick tip uh, or, or a piece of advice. Please, uh, let, I'm with Stephen. Okay, I've got a, a one of those pellet grills. Uh, it does smoking and all that good stuff as well. But the the beautiful thing about the pellet is that it's so much faster than charcoal. The taste is still there; it's phenomenal, but it's as quick and simple as propane. Really? So yeah, I I, I would recommend smoker. pellet grill hardcore. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Although I am, a, I, as I said, I, I, I am a simple guy. So I want to turn the thing on and, and put that's, my burgers on the grill and, and call it a day. It <laughs> yeah, that's how it works with, with the pellet grills, man. They're really nice. So you got to get yourself right. a PJ. You got a question for us? It is your turn. Do I have a question for you? Um, okay. I wasn't prepared. Jeez. Uh, favorite, um, favorite summer activity. When my kids go to summer camp, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, I would say the beach. I love the beach. We have a house in CIO, go down there, invite friends down. You know, that's it probably. Yeah. So prior to the kids, I would have said vacationing in like the Caribbean. Uh, but now it's either riding the motorcycle or I actually just got a kayak. So I'm going to be doing that as well. Oh, I got one too. Yeah. For Mother's Day. Nice. Could have races. Nice mothers. Could have races. Well, she would probably win because I got kayak races. Mine is not a fast one. It's you know. <laughs> it's a Jeff Franklin one. It is. Typically, we do like a vacation or travel in the summer. So I would say whatever that is, um, 
wherever that's going. It's probably my favorite thing in the summer. Yeah, I'm similar, but mine is mine is beach, um, beach and pool and and uh, sitting out and reading a book and hanging out. Uh, that's uh, that's me, uh, you know, and having a few beers. Damn it, guys, we missed the opportunity here. Our favorite summer activity is going to ASI Chicago. Oh, that's a good point. Come on. We all missed it. Andy, you're in charge and you missed it. Come on. I know. So, yeah, I'll take mine back. <laughs> Chicago. See you guys there on July 13th. <laughs> well, you know what else is really good for, for summertime activities is, uh, you know, some really good, uh, really good drinking vessels. You know, you, you got to be able to keep those drinks cold when it's nice and hot outside. So I'd highly recommend our friends over at Turvis. They've been around since 1946 and are celebrating 75 years in business, starting with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Uh, they're the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. And they're backed by a made-for-life guarantee. Turvis is the original customizable double wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold. Available in several sizes, including a 16-ounce mug, a 16-ounce or 24-ounce tumbler, and a 24-ounce water bottle. They're made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and they're BPA-free. You guys got to go check them out at turvispromos.com to learn more. And I think that about wraps it up. Hopefully, you guys got some good information on here. Hopefully, we're setting you at ease to go attend ASI Chicago. Look, if you don't normally go to Chicago, but you go to Vegas or Orlando or wherever, guess what? We didn't have those shows this year. So get your butt on a plane and go to Chicago in July. All right. Yeah, exactly what he said. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right, guys. Good. Uh, good hanging out with you. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks, Andy. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.